Hey guys, I'm here today with Matt and Joe Fear from. Uh, I just call you guys brothers now for some reason. Matt yeah, yeah. Wolf and Joe, and Joe Fear from the Evergreen Evergreen Profits have amazing business which teach people how to create an evergreen business, teach them how to create amazing traffic systems, and have amazing podcasts attached to that called Hustle and Flowchart. They're absolutely love showing people how similar can be get to, <laughs> online in competitive industries. They get pumped to show their systems of driving targeted traffic that turns leads into sales to business owners who want to scale but have failed in the past. They are an agency, they're pretty much the anti-agency. So these guys have been yeah, there for 12 years, haven't stopped learning, experimenting and sharing their results. So super excited to have them on the show. Guys, how are we today? Thank you, man. Hey, we're doing good. Yeah. Ready to podcast. This is like our favorite part of our business. Yeah. How many podcasts do you guys do? Because I'm just looking through your shows. There is a <laughs> lot of content there. We put out two episodes per week on the Hustle and Flowchart podcast, and then we guest on podcasts like yours probably twice a week. Yeah, and even beyond that, we have another podcast coming out yet to be named. We still have to come up with a title for that. Yeah, uh, we have another podcast coming out that's essentially our longer form podcast, but it's going to be sort of clips from the podcasts. So our normal podcast is an hour, hour and a half long, and we're going to do another podcast that's going to be a daily podcast, but they're going to be like ten minutes long. But it's going to be just kind of like the gold nuggets from our longer form podcast. But you know what the best part of that is? It's completely automated. We don't have to touch it. We have a oh, team yeah. member that just clips it, you know, the best of clips. It's kind of like Joe Rogan, how, you know, he's like four hours long, cut up, sliced up, but we just have a team member doing it, does all that work. So we're like, boom, another podcast, daily mm-hmm. podcast now. Guys, I want to hit the start of this off with some hard hitting questions. I think everyone wants to know, it's exciting to do these podcasts, but no one really reveals the numbers. Where is the business at right now in terms of revenue and where does that revenue come from? Uh, it's horrible. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, uh, so our business, a lot of it, it's before we had courses out there, actually, it was like people were like, how the hell are you making money? <laughs> and it was so it's mainly affiliate revenue, you know, selling tools, software, things like that makes yeah. up for probably 60, 70 percent of the business. Yeah, I think the number is. Yeah. The, so we actually ha- we have a, a an operations manager. She runs the numbers with us once a week, every Tuesday. Um, it's actually Tuesday right now for us, not for you, but for us it's Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so we just, <laughs> but we just ran through the number, some of the numbers this morning. She shows us on the on a weekly basis, um, but uh, yeah. So I think it was like a sixty forty split. I think sixty percent of our revenue comes from affiliate products right now. Forty percent comes from uh, selling our own courses. Yep, that's nice and healthy. What is the total revenue for that for in a calendar month at the moment? At the moment, I don't know what. Uh, for the month, I think we're probably going to do maybe 80000 for the month. Quite healthy business. About a mil a year, roughly, is what you'd be on track for, assuming. Yeah, we're, 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 we That's roughly hit right about a million a year. <laughs> so this year, uh, we're actually adding a podcasting course into the mix soon, and hopefully that'll kind of help us break the ceiling we keep hitting. Well, that's uh, one of the businesses. So we have multiple other things happening. So we have uh, always have our fingers in a lot of pies. So that was one of the parts, like you said, we always experiment. So we have, you know, like a home brewing business. We have uh, so a is this couple of advising from gigs. all of that, or was, what is, is this from Evergreen Profits you just told me? Oh, that's just Evergreen Profits. Yeah. So the, okay. the other businesses that we're involved in, we actually don't draw any anything from yet. Right. We're still building them. Um, but we do have a handful of other businesses that we own equity in, the homebrew business. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy that we're partnered with um, on a course. We have a course uh, on how to get better sleep at night. So we have all these other products that are out in the works that are floating around that we have equity in that we sort of advise on and help them. But we don't personally draw much from it yet. Ideally, we'll make money either when they exit or uh, once it gets into like a real profitable state, then we'll start taking rev shares from it. Mm-hmm. And that what you guys wanting to do more in the future, going more into those kind of side projects and having Evergreen Profits as your core kind of fun and it's uh, it's not kind of sort of I guess we'll say we're it's always so what we're and we're we already have some investments going but in real estate is one of them yeah investments so if it's investing in startups that would be definitely one of them as well uh, but the big thing we're we're really looking to do is it's kind of leverage what we got going on here in the online marketing space mm-hmm. and kind of parlay that percentage at a time to things like real estate uh, mainly there's a lot of stuff that we're learning there that's probably the thing that gives us the most interest in terms of the next like evolution of evergreen profits and and us as a partnership is going to be in real estate uh, multifamily specifically is what we're looking at yeah that's I mean cool. that, that's 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 really the direction we're going so to be totally honest and transparent our sort of like 18 month to two year plan we're probably going to completely stop selling info products for, for the most part yeah we're, we just want to be we want to promote affiliate products we want to be in the real estate world and we okay, want to focus on our podcast oh, and so that's you guys it. Will, right it'll won't be 60 40 it'll be 100 percent affiliate products and then um, more of your guess offline businesses yeah. yeah and then and then our sort of outlet to talk about business and marketing and to learn from people and to teach will just be our podcast and that's the, the so we <laughs> Throughout all these years, so we've we've kind of purposely made it where we have a lifestyle business. The, the whole the re, like we're in Matt's house right now. We're you know we're on video right now with you. So this is one of you know it's a home office. We don't have like all these crazy expenses. We choose not to do that. We live in San Diego, so it's freaking expensive. It <laughs> yeah, it's expensive as shit. <laughs> so most people literally move away from California, but we're from here, so we we more or less want to have this really lifestyle, good lifestyle business. And that's why we don't worry about, you know, the hustle grind. That's not us. We do have a hustle and flow chart podcast, but really it's just like, just do the right work for the right amount of time. And then, you know, but smart, you know, smart work and have that work for itself in the future, i.e. real estate or in these other startups that we're already a part of, or we advise, we make sure that we have all these different lures out there that um, can really back up our lifestyle. That's really what we're looking for. Well, I didn't ask yeah. you about Evergreen Profits. So you guys draw a wage from that each, or how does that work in terms of that business? Of our company? Yeah, Evergreen. for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely. So as, as far as the structure goes, I have my own business that I fully own myself. Joe mm-hmm. has his own business that he fully owns himself. And then we have Evergreen Profits, which is our sort of co-business. Evergreen Profits, Joe and I uh, draw a salary from Evergreen Profits, and then Evergreen Profits contracts our businesses individually so that the money sort of trickles down into our separate businesses, and then we both individually pay ourselves whatever we want from our own individual businesses. Okay, and what's the overheads for the company itself in terms of paying out affiliates, your operations manager, and all those other fun expenses we pay? That I don't know. Top <laughs> so yeah, they change often. I know. I that. would I would say our monthly like all in break even is probably ten k ish. Okay, so you got about seventy k profit margin there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice and healthy. And no, yeah, well, no know, overhead like in terms of other offices. You know, so, uh, no, no, yeah. 
actually, just to clarify even further, so I would say our expenses are about 10k before we pay affiliates. True. 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 Okay. So, our, so just thinking, just thinking like purely overhead, right? So thinking of like our operations manager, our support team, the person who does our show notes, the you know team members and software like to click funnels and autoresponders and just kind of combining all that stuff. I would say it's about ten grand a month in expenses, and then we still pay you know affiliate commissions on top of that. But I would say only what and that's maybe thirty percent of our. That's I think maybe thirty percent of our sales come from affiliates promoting it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so 30% of your own personal core sales, and that's off the 40% of the total income. So that yeah. other 60% is pure profit, I'm assuming, just coming from you guys being the affiliates? Yeah, yeah. That and, and other ways that we make sales that don't involve affiliates, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, we have a, it's an interesting business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we've got, we've just, the, the thing is we've got Evergreen Profits and it's just kind of like this umbrella brand of just like all sorts of stuff that we're always experimenting with, right? We've always had some courses, we've always been promoting affiliate products, and then we dabble, we've dabbled in the software world, in the e-com world, and kind of kept on coming back to this affiliate course model. Um, so, but... You know, we are we do have all this other stuff going on. We do have equity in other companies. We do have, uh, you know, income streams from like uh, brokering stuff to people. And it's just there, there's just so mm-hmm. much going on that because we've just thrown so much spaghetti at the wall over the years. And you know, this business is uh, what's stuck over the years. I guess you could say. <laughs> and all these side businesses are these things that you've learned as a result of running Evergreen Profits and learning from like a lot of your cool guests, or is it just stuff you learned in other kind of fields and just going out and as, as far as as far as what as, say your real estate stuff is that stuff you've learned oh. from getting guests on from onto Evergreen yes. Profits? 100 percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So the podcast that's. That's why I said like we love podcasting. That's like the first touch that we pretty much have everybody experiences in our ecosystem that we build for Evergreen Profits. And the guests we bring on are usually selfish guests. We want to <laughs> learn something from them. And, and we're the first to admit to them that we're going to be freaking selfish and we're going to get the best stuff out of you and you're going to have a great time. Uh-huh. Basically giving us free consulting. Oh, you, can and, always <laughs> tell, you can always tell exactly what we're into in the moment by like what guests we've had like you can look back at our podcast like four months ago and be like oh they're going through a stock investing phase right <laughs> here because they had like five different like investor experts on their show during this window back in march of last year or whatever it is <laughs> so like you can see whatever yeah. we're sort of experimenting with and whatever's like kind of pumping us up in the moment by looking at what was going on on our podcast uh, I, I in that time frame thing. if i'm reading a book i was like i love this book i need to speak to this guy <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. And and like you said, to answer the question with real estate, we've had probably about four or five people on who have either are full time real estate or own some properties on the side as part of their portfolio, which is more of what we want to do. And each one of those men and women, we've we've been able to distill what resonates the most with us. Some stuff are just like, Oh, that's an interesting concept, but not for us. Or yeah. at least not now. Whereas like the multifamily, like I said, there's ways that I we learned on the podcast, and there's like very mo- you know, these moments where we're like, "Oh crap, you could do that!" Like you know, use other people's money to you know essentially fund your real estate uh, ventures, and you know essentially it's just a percentage game at that point. But you're leveraging; you don't really have to put any money down. It's just bringing the deal together to the right people. And once that clicked, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so we have the guests that are teaching this that are also our partners. They're usually doing it for free. That's cool. And they're some of the best in the business. They're, you know, proven. 
And then we have these listeners who are more or less looking for opportunities. So why not even that's an audience, a captive audience that you can even put out there to them and say, hey, I got this cool opportunity. Do you want to you want to get in on this with a group of five of us or so? Yeah, so we're kind of learning creative ways to sort of merge all the worlds, right? We've got an email list. We've got our podcast guests. We've got a large network of very successful friends and stuff. And, we're, and so we're looking at like real estate of, man, there's a lot of opportunity here. What if we applied this network and this list and what we're learning over here over into the real estate world? I bet we can like really grow something big over there as well. So that, that's kind of what we're always doing is we're, we're, we're building assets and then figuring out how do we use these assets that we've created over here and apply them somewhere else and you know it's just this, ideas this and concepts called people you're listening to are growth oriented that's awesome mm-hmm. right okay. yeah so last number I got you reaching about 250,000 people a month is that still accurate or so, uh, say that again last numbers I got you're reaching about 250,000 people a month is that still oh, yeah so for that's it probably is up by now. That's about six months ago. <laughs> I think that stat was, um, yeah. yeah. That is like our total, essentially our reach in the ecosystem. Like I was saying earlier, that's kind of this moat that we built around our our brand, where that involves, you know, that's paid ads, that's um, any organic traffic we're getting to our website, our email list, chatbots, uh, video views, you know, all sorts of reach out there. Um, and that's essentially how we bring them closer to, you know, some segmented, we, we try to segment folks along the way. So that 250,000, obviously not all of them are going to buy something, but you know, some are pixeled in, some are video views might subscribe there, but there are all these buckets that were more or less like, you know, that orbit's coming closer to some end result that we're trying to direct them to based off of their behaviors. So I've been through your system and I love the way it's presented. Can you break down for the audience how that all works and how we get to the monetization of that audience? Mm-hmm. So anything specific? Because uh, way I saw you had a, heap, a few different traffic sources, your paid traffic, your yeah. organic slash mm. podcast traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Matt, you can do because well it's kind of like that orbit like i was saying so that's like the overview if you could picture these kind of i, I just sat my whiteboard the other day for my wife because i'm kind of showing her how this all works and and i think i stole this <laughs> from perry marshall yeah mm-hmm. well i think perry marshall actually said this at his event it's like you have these this orbit and the outer ring is the first touch if you can imagine yeah that outer ring for us we choose google ads is typically the first targeted touch that we find our prospects and obviously we're spending money for that, but over time, organic traffic can become one of those first touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast, usually that'll bring them into some piece of content that we have. So that's podcast, that can be a blog post, video, whatever it is. And then, you know, we have these mechanisms, pixels, uh, targeting inside of Facebook that bring we allows us to follow up with an offer, maybe more content. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we approach it as like the, the funnel concept. You know, obviously a lot of people talk about funnels and when you think of funnels, you think of like, okay, here's an opt-in page and then they opt in and then they land on a sales page and then once they buy, they get an upset. Like that's kind of the, the general consensus of what a funnel is. But we actually look at like how people interact with us as a funnel as well, not just a single linear funnel to buy junk from us, right? So we have, you, you have your, your top of funnel and this, I, I got to give Kurt Molly credit. He's kind of the one that sort of broke this all down for us. But um, you've got your, your top of funnel. That's like the cold people who don't really know who you are yet, right? So top of funnel, you do you advertise to those people in a very specific way. And then you've got your middle of funnel people, which are the people that 
they they discovered you as a result of being in the top of funnel, the cold leads, they found you, they consumed some of your content. Now they're in your middle of funnel. Now they know who you are. They have a little bit of familiarity. You can maybe kind of push them a little bit towards buying something. That's your middle of funnel. Bottom of funnel people are this person's touched us multiple times. They've viewed multiple pieces of content from us. They've, you know, they, they've seen us in, in various media platforms. Let's put offers in front of them now. Right. So we approach the, the traffic as this sort of funnel concept. So our top of funnel, like Joe was saying, we lead with Google ads, we lead with our podcast and we lead with SEO. That's really our cold top of funnel audience. So these are the people that, you know, we, we put in some sort of targeting in Google and this is the first time they're discovering us or they're listening to our pod. They, they check out our podcast and they go to our website for the first time. Now they become middle of funnel, um, like a slightly warmer audience because they've even li they've listened to our podcast or they click to one of our blog posts. They know a little bit about us. So now we're going to put Facebook ads in front of them. We're going to retarget them over on Facebook. We're going to retarget them over on Google Display Network. We're going to retarget them in multiple different places because they've now interacted with us in some way. They know who we are a little bit. So when a video pops up, they'll be like, oh, I've seen these guys. I saw a blog post from them earlier. And we're going to present them with a little bit more content and also probably a call to action within this content. Here's then, the, you said there was an interesting one, the other, the other media pieces. With the people you're remarketing to on that level, that you're going specifically based on what they've seen, how are you managing it? Is that through Tag Manager? How it's based on the, how we organize the content that they're being remarketed with? So, you know, we're working actively to find better and better solutions to this because that is kind of one of the bigger pain in the butt parts, right? So, what we do is we create audiences in Facebook, we create audiences in Google. And the audience is every time, let's say we make a podcast episode about uh, webinars, for instance. We interview a webinar expert, so anybody who listens to this, we kind of have a little bit of an assumption that they're probably into webinars. So what I would do is I would go into Facebook and I would create, an, I, I would, I already have a webinar audience of people interested in webinars. I would just add this new URL to this new podcast into that audience. I'd have to go and update that audience every time a new piece of content comes out. And now I know, okay, this person's into webinars, I can target them with offers revolving around webinars. It's a pain in the butt. We're looking for a better solution. Uh, what we'd like to be able to do is do it based on tagging and WordPress. So if we give them this podcast episode a webinar tag, then it automatically gets added to an audience on Facebook and Google. We're working with people to try to get some of that technology. You do that dynamically like, through Tag Manager, I'd say. Yeah, we, yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to do that. I mean, we'd also like to make that as something that we could potentially sell. And if it's just a bunch of hacked together stuff in Google Tag Manager, it's a harder selling proposition. Hey, if there's but, a software developer listening and they want to team up with us, we'd be curious to yeah, talk. We'd help you market <laughs> yeah, it. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, we're we're looking we're constantly looking for better ways of doing that because our whole business model is built around get people to view content from us cold and then based on what they've viewed, put hotter and hotter and hotter offers in front of them. And so that's just something that we're always kind of trying to improve. But as of right now, we're manually going into the Facebook audience manager, the Google audience manager, and adding new URLs whenever a new podcast comes out. It sounds like it's a lot of work, but it sounds like it's really worth it based on the results you guys are getting. Oh, it's nice. And, and I mean, it, the beautiful thing with all this, it's very simple to set up. You know, that's just, we do have a course that kind of lines all this kind of over Matt's shoulder. But after you have it set up, it's, it's this kind of this system that you could check in with weekly. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to have a team member or someone fairly low level who's green you know might have never run ads before can kind of just learn the system and be like okay 
I, I know how to split test. You know, I can I can test a new headline once a week and and you know see who's winning out after the next seven days or so based off of enough traffic or exposure there. So it's it's nice. It's not a lot of work on us, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of work on you guys now, or not a lot of people working you guys. Uh, up front, up front, there's a setup process. Up front. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would say you're probably looking at you know maybe the first time you're setting all this up, you spend two or three hours getting it all dialed in. Uh, but then when you add new content and update it, you just get in once a week for thirty minutes a week to update audiences and things like that. Right. Cool. Because here's the here's the whole concept. If we're creating this this funnel, the top, middle, and bottom, these each of these only have like a specific time frame of how long somebody will be in that audience. Uh, we set it typically at like a seven day window. So somebody might view a blog post about uh, webinars. They'll enter our retargeting audience of people that are interested in webinars for only seven days. And then if they don't interact with any of our ads, they don't click back to our site, they don't do anything, they follow out, they fall out of that audience and we don't retarget them anymore, right? So what ends up happening is in your middle of funnel, so in your, your top of funnel, you're only putting cold leads in. So you're kind of getting new people in all the time onto that. Your middle of funnel, people are only sitting there for a, you know seven to 14 days, depending on the size of the potential audience. They're only sitting in there for a small window, and then they fall out. So this whole ad campaign, you can just kind of run perpetually because you're constantly putting new people in, and old people are constantly falling out that aren't, aren't interested. So there's not a lot of maintenance once it's set up. That's cool. I'm, I'm sh- from what I understand, it's to be very versatile in the industries you can apply to. I mean, using this in the other businesses that you're doing startups and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's so our 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 sweet spot, I would say, is marketing affiliate products as uh, are these marketing tools. Mm-hmm. So anything that we can build like a case study around of a cool marketing tool, ways to use it, other uh, case studies from other people as well. All of those become this kind of duplicatable system that we create for ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's another thing that could be systemized. We're really big on team leveraging systems and other people uh, to to execute this work that you know for a long time we were just doing ourselves. That's, That's why you guys always been like that. Or has that been a no. learning point? And when did that change happen? Yeah, it's last 12 year. Years. Really, last year. Okay, so you had about eleven years of just the two of you. Well, it, yeah. Well, here's an interesting like we're we're like perpetual uh, testers and tweakers and not tweakers, but you know <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, but you know like we're we're just constantly yeah <laughs> yeah twerkers. Yeah. Um, man, I gotta learn that dance. Uh, but <laughs> but we're just constantly just testing new things. I think because we we're just curious, but we get bored of doing the same stuff all the time. So. We share it. There always needs to be some type of outlet for us, which is like the podcast or the blog. And, um, you know, over the years, the 12 years, we didn't always work together. So that's the other caveat there. We kind of did kind of separate together, separate together here and there. Mm-hmm. We always have supported each other, been tight with each other, masterminded. And, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's an interesting evolution. So where you have to act almost like hustle and grind yourself. And then finally get the aha that someone else can do it for you if you SOP it out. Well, it's funny because Joe mentioned earlier that we've tried to create this lifestyle business. And I think that's sort of come from over the years, building businesses, growing bigger and bigger and bigger teams, going, man, that's a pain in the ass. Let's get simple again. And then closing in on it and making it smaller and more simple. And then inevitably, we want to make more money and grow the business bigger and bigger and bigger. So we add more and more people and expand. And I feel like there's always this this expansion and contraction happening to to try to find and maintain that balance of 
income we need to survive and also, you know, having this lifestyle business that doesn't require too much of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're being very cautious about that. We'll That's yeah. So <laughs> the last right thing now, I want to do is work all day long. I mean, <laughs> so right. The, the way we solve that problem right now, though, versus in the past when we've grown big teams is an operations manager. We've actually separated ourselves from the majority of the team. Like we sure. still interact with them and they'll ask us questions and stuff, but they all report to our operations manager. And so we have one point of contact, our operations manager. Our operations manager is making sure everybody else is doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're, and she is their point of contact. So that is how we've managed to grow a bigger and bigger and bigger team while still kind of maintaining this lifestyle balance where we're not working as like you know we're not putting in 80 hours a week to keep this thing running the operations manager is dealing with the team now in we're the past content creators that's that's really what we've become now. Say it's your responsibility like, now the content create, creators create the, for the, the four one hour-ish type sessions yeah that's why we'll podcast until our eyes bleed if we have to i mean we just love doing it we love talking to guys like you and and doing our own show like we just recorded an episode ourselves right before hopping on your show and and we love it it's just a cool outlet and and the more content we put out and the more vulnerable we are or the cool, you know, different people we talk to, we always hear from everybody like, man, this is so awesome. This is a great resource. I'm like, yes, this is exactly why we're doing this. You know, it's so cool. We yeah. guys that in terms of family and uh, I guess travel and all that kind of stuff, how does that fit into your life? I mean, so Joe and I have two totally, you know, unique scenarios. I've, I'm married. I have two kids. Um, and uh, we got married the same year. So we, we did, yeah. We've been married the same year. But um, <laughs> you know, I've 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 got the the kid aspect, um, and they're both at school. So you know, the, I would say that as far as travel goes, the running our business hasn't had much of an impact on our ability to travel. My kids being in school and starting to play sports and stuff has had an impact <laughs> on my ability to travel. But you know, we get out and Joe and I will we'll speak at conferences maybe four times. Well, this year we're planning on speaking at about four conferences, mm-hmm. which we'll be traveling for. Um, and then oh, as and far I guess as like speak on my side, I don't know if you're asking personal or us, but yeah, like I don't have any Each kids week. currently. Yeah, uh, married as well. We fostered for a while, fostered some kids at our house. I uh, believe six or no more than that, about ten. Jeez. So uh, not yeah. the same time, part time, <laughs> summer part time one. One for 15 months. Uh, yeah. So that was very, I'll say that was the hardest but more most rewarding part of my life. And that wrapped up last year. So that was like hardest year of my life last year. But it's better now. Uh, but yeah, it, in terms of travel, I think I travel a, a ton. Like we're planning a trip for this year, uh, finally. We don't have anything in the books yet for 2019, but we'll. But yeah, we try to travel, I'd say international at least once a year. Uh, you know, and this is just personal. Just well, good. You already knocked it off. We were international last week. Oh, no. TJ doesn't count. We, yeah, were, down, we were down in Mexico, which is, <laughs> if you don't know, San Diego is 20 minutes from Mexico. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Even though it's vastly different in culture, just 20 minutes away. You know, it's crazy. But um, yeah. Yeah, it is insane. But yeah, we love to get out. My wife is also, she works for herself. She's starting a new company up. So nothing's really tying us down other than our mortgage but um you know we love where we're at san diego is where we live we grew up here you know matt and i and all of our families so yeah we tend to do our family tends to do more like quick sprint trips well we'll be gone for somewhere for like three days then come home because we got to get the kids back to school and the school district yells at us if we keep (laughs) the kids out of school for too long and stuff so (laughs) who needs school no i'm just kidding (laughs) how about yourself do you travel for longer periods of time or just really short trips as well 
Uh, myself? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go for usually, you know, my wife and I like more of a week long, maybe two weeks in some cases. Like we did a trip to Morocco a year and a half ago and it was two weeks and toured the whole country out into the hills of Morocco with the native uh, Berbers there. It was super cool. Um, yeah, I like I like the longer trips and, and to see different cultures. That's what totally interests me. How does it impact the podcast schedule? Do you guys create a back catalog before you go or do you... The podcast is probably the most dialed in part of our business like to date and has been for over a year now. It's we we uh, we basically cram all of our podcasts into one day or two days a month now that we upped our frequency. So it's two days a week or sorry, two days a month. uh, We'll record about four. Um, And sometimes if we need if someone cancels or we need to fill another one in, it'll be a random day. Uh, but and then right after we record, you do a couple things to the tracks, and then it's off to the editors and other team members to handle everything. So yeah. when it goes live, all we're doing is pretty much thanking the guest and saying like, "Hey, appreciate you." We're we always try to establish a relationship to make sure you know that's not a team member; that's usually one of us. Yeah. Sending so that out. yeah, with the with the podcast, it's like it's literally we show up. We, you know, we we reach out to the guests and inv- and ask people to be on that we want to have on the show. Uh, so we do the outreach, and then we show up and record, and then other than that, we don't do anything. In fact, we we don't even know like what. If you were to ask us what episode is coming out this Thursday, we wouldn't be able to tell you. We don't know. <laughs> like the we've recorded, we've got you know maybe ten episodes in in the can, so to speak, for the podcast. And if you were to ask me which one's coming out day after tomorrow, I don't even know. It's our our <laughs> team is just running that for us now. What about the relationship there? Like, you no, know, some people. Look- are very specific with how they handle relationships post podcast. Do you guys just do it organically, or do you have like a specific way that you will reach out to guests? So yeah, the reach out part of it. Um, Reaching that's, out, to yeah, relationship that's, developing. That, that's always been me. Like I'm, I'm much more the forward, out, outward facing person of the two of us. So Matt is a lot more of the systems. He's going to dial in that kind of stuff, the structure. That's not my my force or my uh, my forte at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, I'm I'm the one out there. I love hopping on the calls, doing stuff like this, uh, just working deals, reaching out. Typically, there's I don't know. At this point, it's interesting because our name has kind of been passed around with the podcast, so it's a little easier to reach out. And someone's like, usually, it's like, oh, I've heard of that podcast, or I'm a listener, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. So it's fairly simple to start a conversation but i mean our networks have grown so much from the podcast it's all usually referrals yeah at this point yeah i mean just like come back to the original question if if one of us was going on vacation we would just front load all the episodes for oh, while yeah. they're gone and for sure and we'd be the team would make sure they happen so um yeah no the podcast i mean it's that's a great system we're huge proponents of podcasting doesn't matter what uh, niche you're in or, or you know how many other podcasts are in there already you have like a unique voice but even if you're not trying to get a million downloads or so you have this network you have this influence the sphere of influence that you can now you know lateral into maybe another uh, you know like real estate we were talking about that we could totally take what we built in this marketing space we've grown these connections and then boom you know, we can like totally lateral over there next week if we really wanted to we have the connections for it we just haven't dedicated the focus to do it yet. Well, you've got the business building system there, the audience building system you guys can bring to other places. It's just that technical expertise in that specific domain that you need to gain yeah. leverage from somewhere else. Totally. And, and that's what, exactly what we're currently doing with the advising we do. 
mm-hmm. is we will advise on essentially what we're doing now because we we know <laughs> we could be making we've been told this many times by very freaking smart people that we should be making about five to seven times what we're making right now in terms of revenue based off of the knowledge the the time we've spent and all that stuff but it's mainly because it's in the space we operate in it's you know in this marketing online marketing education space but if you know if we applied if we owned a SaaS, let's call it like a mm-hmm. software in a space that's probably not even marketing related but in the healthcare space or something i mean we we've been told you know that you should be seven x or more maybe if it's software. Well, so many businesses that are different; they just have no idea what's going on. They're still profitable just because they got such a great profit margin. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why we want to advise, but we don't necessarily. We're not going to try to be experts in another space without strategically partnering or advising with someone, so we can mm-hmm. take equity, maybe some rev share. You know, once they make revenue, so that's. You know, it's sometimes like back in the day, you know, like you're asking about revenue numbers. We were like, man, we should, we should be making more money. But at the same time, you know, we know we're we're creating this freaking amazing network around us that allow in in the current business allows us to live the life we want to live. So we're like, well, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is perfect, actually. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's obviously other business models we can tackle that we just have decided purposely not to like. You know, people tell us, oh, we should sell $2,000 coaching or we should, right. um, you know, we should do group coaching or we should put on live events. And we look at a lot of that kind of stuff and go, man, that just sounds stressful. I don't want to do that. And I mean, we know yeah. we can make a lot more money by doing that. But well, that's the thing, you know, though. I think so many people's until you've made it or until you've gone through the process, it's often you go through want more, want more, want more. And then you go, well, yeah. am I fulfilled with it? Is it actually creating more value in my life and the people that I give a, sh- totally. give a damn about. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, a recent experience where I went to a, uh, you know, a house where, you know, I was just like in this part of town where I'm like, holy crap, in San Diego, that I'm like, man, most people would love to live here. Just massive estates and just beautiful properties. And I was, I was like, you know what? I looked around. I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't want to live here. I love where I'm at. I love my property, my house. And I'm like, I don't need that. And it's this cool point. If you realize, like, if you take audit of where you're at in life and the things that you actually enjoy, you're like, man, you probably have enough already or you're pretty damn close to it. But, but yeah, we put this pressure on ourselves to really go, 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 or hustle, hustle, Gary V style, you know? It's like, but why? Why are we hustling, you know? What are we asking for? What's, what is the, what is it for you guys? What are you, what are you looking to achieve or what is it then? Mm -hmm. I guess legacy, the purpose. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe and I would probably have uh, slightly different answers, but I mean, you can go first. uh, For me, I just I like comfort, security, and experiences, right? So for me, I just I want to know that every single month I've got more than enough to cover all the bills. Um, I want to know that uh, I'm secure from like a insurance standpoint and from like a you know a home safety standpoint and all that kind of stuff. I like the security. I like I like feeling safe, um, and then I like to create experiences. I want to I want to mm-hmm. do more traveling. I want to take the kids to more countries to experience them. I want to go to you know theme parks with the kids more often and stuff. And right now we've created a sort of lifestyle where. We, we've kind of got that and uh, just being totally honest and transparent about it all it's actually something joe and i have like struggled with a little bit of like we're kind of happy with where we're at and we almost feel some guilt at times about like 
what should this bigger vision be? What is it that we're kind of striving to, like, why are we trying to ramp up the business and put more money in the bank account if the amount we're making right now is kind of good enough for us? And that's actually something that we've we've struggled with a lot. Um, and, you know, we, we've got some, some goals that are, like, tangible. Uh, one of mine, random thing, I want to own a comedy club one day, like a stand-up comedy club, and and invite guests and bring talent on, and and mm-hmm. uh, and and just be like a comedy club promoter. I just think it'd be such a blast of a of an industry to be in. Well, we actually combined this, uh, I guess, North Star, if you want to call it that, because we've struggled for a long time. So I'm more of the fun experiences. I'm more spontaneous. So if I can have freedom and not be like same tied stuff, down, but the other way around. Pretty much, yeah. No, literally, if you looked at our personality types, we're complete freaking mirrors, but we share the same goal. That's what's really cool. We shore up stuff that, like, stuff that he doesn't like to do or is not in his personality to excel at. That's usually that that is me. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, we were just looking at the was the enneagram yeah, test. Some some assessment we took earlier today. Actually. Yeah, enneagram or the Colby or the disc. We've done this for so many multi like personality tests and we looked at it and we're complete mirrors of each other which is freaking insane yeah. uh, but it works it works perfectly and uh, yeah and so the comedy club back to that like he was like you know what would be a great idea we should have a comedy club but I've always wanted a coffee shop just to kind of hang out be with people I don't want to run it but you know I want to just hang out there and you know I'll do a little bit of work but have mainly it's just set up. yeah man so I want to I just want to chill out and then he was like Let's have both yeah. combined. I'm Com- like coffee shop by right. day, comedy store by night, or comedy club by night. It's <laughs> like there a retail, like a um, espresso bar at front of the comedy club. Yeah, yeah man, exactly. that's it. And and you'll have some alcohol too, of yeah, course. Of course. You can't have a comedy yeah. club and not let people drink. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's so we're just like you know what that would be fun, and we both shared the idea of having fun. Ironically, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> If he didn't like fun, like, and just wanted to work all day, I'd be like, not your business partner. <laughs> but um, I think that's, we, we always make sure that we have a similar vision of where we're headed. Even if it might be fuzzy, it's all right. You know, like the comedy store might be 18 months, two years out. That's fine. But in the meantime, we can do these little micro experiments and maybe hold an event at a brewery around town in the location, the part of town that we want to have that club in and, you know, feel it out. Maybe see if it's something we actually want to do. Mm-hmm. See, what you said about the comfort and safety, and that's, sort of, that's kind of security. That means something different to each person. What does it mean to you guys? So for me, I mean, for, for me, it's really just like, like, like I said earlier, just kind of like knowing all the bills are paid, knowing that I've got, you know, good insurance coverage, knowing that my home is secure and there's no like broken windows and... You know, just like for me, it's a very like like, tangible thing. Immediately paid? Is it three months, six months, ten years? As far as like a safety, a safety safety net. Yeah, I wasn't really talking in terms of a safety net, and you know, my my safety net is is my investments. Um, So, like, if 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 we ever had some sort of issue where all of a sudden I stopped getting money coming in from our business, I would probably start cashing out investments. And I've, I've got enough that I could probably live for like a year off of my investments alone right now. But um, that's kind of my my sort of safety net. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm throwing money towards investments from time to time, but I'm not like throwing a whole bunch of money in a savings account as a mm-hmm. safety net. I, I would, and I would almost say that we as entrepreneurs have this level of risk tolerance that we're all just good with. 
at a point, even if we do have kids and a house and a mortgage and all that, we still have this level of like, ah, screw it. I, I think I'm just going to go for it. Like when I started my business at first, it was right when I graduated college, got married and I quit my this job that I literally became full time in a corporate marketing gig. And I had no, I had like maybe a thousand dollars saved. And my wife wasn't making that much money in her current business. So it's like, I just had this confidence that I, I knew the right people, the mentors I was getting coached by. And I kind of knew enough to make the amount that I feel like I needed to make. And I figured it out. And I feel like a lot of that is the network. Like since day one, Matt and I built a network. And still to this day, like one of our good buddies is Josh Bartlett. He made a Thrive Cart and a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's still one of our best friends that, uh, from that point when we started online, we still communicate with almost weekly. And, uh, you know, it's this network where I feel like even if this business completely shut down tomorrow, we would be able to call a crap ton of people. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone on our podcast, all of our network, I mean, people who own, there's hundreds of companies. I'm yeah, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can make my mortgage is, and all that. It is super <laughs> cliche, but the whole, like, network is your net worth thing is, like, it's super true because... Like, like Joe was, was saying, like, if we lost everything, let's say we lost our mailing list, all of the income streams stopped coming in, you know, PayPal shut us down, like, everything was just taken away from us, we wouldn't lose our network. And we can go to our network, and the network would support us. If we needed places to stay, we, we would tap our network. If we needed um, to, to figure out, like, okay, how do we start paying process, how do we get payment processing again? We have people in our network that can help us work through that. You know, if maybe we can go find employment from somebody in our network, like the network is the safety net, really. Mm-hmm. So also, that's 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 the insurance, and mainly that's always in my in the back of my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's always interesting. Even with entrepreneurs, you have different levels of like risk that they all like. Some people like to have that three months; they know that the business bills are covered for that period. Others yeah. need to feel more uncomfortable. Like they thrive off taking the cash, putting it into an investment that they can't necessarily touch straight away because that yeah. makes them feel like they're alive that they can uncomfortable enough to push otherwise they get too relaxed yeah totally yeah and yeah i mean that's it whatever works for you as a personality type and i feel like this comes down to a personality type again this is why like matt and I are so bullish on knowing who we are not only for us to know ourselves but also how our partners work you know it might be our wives <laughs> our husband you know whoever your partner is but also your business partner too I mean, they're just as important in a lot of respects. That well, and it's also brings your livelihood together. Yeah. Massive benefit of podcasting. You want to know a way to grow your network, sort of as rapidly as humanly possible? Start a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. There's no better way. How did the personality typing figure into your hiring decisions? Oh well, that's how we found Shannon, our ops manager. We call her our CEO now mm-hmm. because she just pretty much runs everything. <laughs> um, she was hired through a buddy of ours, uh, Tim Francis, a, get, Hello, a Tim. great assistant. Good guy. Good guy. Super cool. So we met him at Traffic and Conversion last February, almost a, well, is a year now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Jeremy Weiss, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, he introduced me. He's like, you need to know that guy. And we're like, why? <laughs> you know, because he knew we wanted to hire someone, but we just didn't know, like some kind of assistant. Mm-hmm. And he administers the Colby assessment, which then, you know, basically pairs you up with uh, with a, good, a great assistant. We happen to say we want more of an ops manager, not just someone who checks our emails. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, and the part of the agreement there is that everybody takes this Colby assessment. 
So you understand who you are, but now their hiring can totally be gauged off of that assessment and how that person's personality lines up with ours. So we had like our assessment and then they had this resume filtered something like 90 jobs mm-hmm. and every single one of them had to take the Colby. That was part of like part of the whole process. I think they paid. For, I don't know how it works there. Yeah, but... And then they filtered all and literally Shannon was the only person we talked to. They filtered them all and they nailed it. Jeez. She's amazing. She she jives with both of us, but she has that ops manager mindset that just loves getting into the mix of things and doing it where we don't, <laughs> which is perfect. And she has like we have this understanding from day one. We're like, you got the part of the brain that we're missing, so <laughs> and it's so cool. You're a quick start, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. And you like to create systems, but you don't seem like to run them once they become a system, Matt. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I like to build the systems and then hand off the systems to other people. Cool. So, Joe, if you were to look at our Colby's and like flip one on its head, we we look like mirror images. Yeah. He's he's the yeah. high quick start. I'm the high follow through and the high. Uh, I'm a high. What's the first one? Uh, oh, jeez. Researcher? Uh, no, not researcher. What's the very first? A fact finder. Fact finder. Yes. So I'm very high fact finder. I'm like an eight fact finder, and I think a seven follow through. And I'm a and two like a, fact finder. But and I'm a two quick start. <laughs> so I'm I don't have the quick start thing going, but I've got the high fact finder, and I've got the high follow through thing, mm-hmm. and then he's got the high quick start. Yep. So we're like flipped, mirrored images of the Colby result. <laughs> and how does Shannon? What is Shannon in that mix? What is she? She. Oh man, she's she was more a- like Matt. She's more like Matt, but not completely like Matt. She's like kind of, so not halfway between us, but more like citing towards Matt's score. Yeah, I think if you were to look at her Colby, she's kind of like, I think she's kind of like middle of the road numbers, almost like across the whole thing, but she's a little bit higher follow through. Right. Makes sense, because I'm probably close to yourself, Matt, in terms of systems thinking and stuff, but I don't think like yourself, I don't like to do it once it becomes repetitive. I like to create the system, then... Yep, move on. That's me too. <laughs> I, I have the high follow through on my thing, but I don't know. I guess I interpret that as like I like to build it until it's ready, and then pass it off to somebody. Because once it gets monotonous and, it, and repetitive, I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I just want to build it and and have that sort of fun excitement of like, ooh, let's see if this works, right? And then once it's kind of live and it's working, I just want to give it to somebody else to keep it going. Fix so the here's problem, like a perfect as best as possible. Perfect, switch, pass it on. Yeah. A perfect example of this, yeah, no, you're, these are good questions because this is like what we love about this whole thing is, you know, an idea will come, this is an example, on the podcast where both of us hear it, but, and, you know, I might take a note of it because I'm a little bit more of a quick start. I'm like, oh, great idea, you know, and then I'll write it down and I probably won't talk to Matt about it, but I'll mull it over and maybe the next day we'll talk about like a recap of the four people we chatted with because it's a lot in one day. Our brains are like numb, mm-hmm. but it's amazing. And uh, and then we'll talk about this idea, and I'll just like, and then Matt will have some ideas and thoughts about it. Usually a little bit more analytical, or seeing the other side of it, which is perfect. Yeah. And he's like, but what if we, you know? And then it kind of, and then we come to uh, more or less a halfway or meeting point, and then Matt goes away, stays up to about one in the morning, <laughs> workflowing this whole thing on, like he outlines every little freaking detail. And then he shares it to me at like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not awake. He is. Yeah, <laughs> so in the right. morning, I know. No, but then that's his follow through. <laughs> is like that's how this becomes a thing. He creates this almost perfect system from an idea. And you're like, oh, how did you think of this? <laughs> and then that's where we'll SOP it. We'll try it. And then we'll get some systems. Shannon will take it over. And then we'll 
yeah. get some of our apprentices uh, or other folks to execute for us. Yeah, I mean, if you really look at like our business and you look at me versus Joe, and you want to, if you're curious about like the dynamic between the two of us, because based on every assessment possible, we are very unlikely partners, right? Like. <laughs> You, you would think we would just like get into fist fights every day, but we don't. Um, it, so the, the way our dynamic works is Joe is the outward facing guy. So he's the one who's going to go and find affiliates to promote our product. He's the one who's going to find guests to be on our podcast. He's going to be the one to go and talk to podcasters and be like, hey, can we get on your show? He's going to be the one that's going and meeting people for coffee and, and booking for us to go speak on stage. And everything that's sort of like outward of the business, Joe is making sure that our business is expanding outward as much as possible. I'm the inward of our business. I'm the one who's running the traffic building the systems, making sure we're bringing in new team members, making like I'm the one who's optimization, conversion, optimization, traffic strategies, landing page building, writing the content on the blog, uh, building the systems for the podcast. I'm that, that sort of like internal machine that keeps it all running. He's the one that goes externally and feeds the machine. That's cool. What do you guys in terms of MBTI? Do we know your Myers-Briggs? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. MBTI? Myers-Briggs personality types? Oh, I, did, I took it years ago, but I do not remember. We were actually just talking about this before the call of like we should take it again because I don't I don't remember my score on I, it. And that's actually one I have not taken, so I I'm completely don't know. I know. Years, it's so weird. Come back to me on this. I'm going to guess you're an INTJ or similar, Matt, whereas you'd be an uh, ENTP or something along the lines of that. ENTB, okay. Uh, ENTB. Tell, tell me those again. I'm going to write them on the whiteboard. We'll e- take the test, and then we'll tell you if you got it right or not. ENTB for me. ENTP for you. Uh-huh. And uh, Matt would be an INTJ, so systems thinker, analyst, architect is what. Okay. In is a Nancy, right? Um, M. INTJ okay. for Matt. INTJ. Okay, we got it. Yeah, we wrote it down. And cool. ENTJ for sure. Joe. Cool. Yeah, we'll let you know because we're so hot on these, you know, it's... these personality tests. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. we have fun reading them and like analyzing each other and getting into psychoanalyst mode. <laughs> It's awesome. Guys, if people want to connect with you and listen to your own shows and I guess dig deep into this business, where can they go? So we actually created a special link. It's evergreenprofits.com slash JOS. So if you go there, that we actually that's where you can get a copy of our free book. So all the traffic strategies, we didn't really dive super deep in the traffic strategies. I kind of explained the top, middle, bottom, funnel sort of concept. But all of the traffic strategies that we teach are, are sort of retargeting concepts and how we drive cold traffic. We've actually put it into a book called the Evergreen Traffic Playbook. And uh, you can actually get a free copy of that book over at evergreenprofits.com slash J-O-S. Um, and then once you opt in, you'll you'll find all of our other stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a slight chance we might start retargeting you once I you opt it, in. <laughs> um, Just because you've told me now, what happens? What, is that, what does the Joss do? What happens yeah. once we go to that link? All right, so... If you go to that link, it's going to be personalized to you. So it'll say, hey, thanks to uh, thanks to listening to us on the podcast. Here's some of the things that we discussed. And then there's bullets of what you'll get in our book. And then you can opt in to get a free digital copy of the book. And as soon as you opt in, it's also going to present you with the option to buy the print copy if you would like to purchase the print copy as well. You will be pixeled this entire way through. And, and if Google you buy and the... Facebook, yeah. If you buy the print copy, then you will have the opportunity to grab our full-on traffic course if you would like to do so. But no matter what, you get our you get the, a copy of the traffic book for free, our Evergreen Traffic Playbook. If you go there, uh, enter your email, you'll get you'll get a free copy of the book, and then 
you may or may not start getting retargeted to our course if you don't buy the course uh, through the funnel. See, the buyer's journey here is just as fun as actually <laughs> going through it. You yeah. understand it. <laughs> totally, yeah. No, there's... You'll see. You'll basically learn as you go through. If you pay attention to, you know, the ad networks on Facebook or scrolling through your favorite website, <laughs> you might happen to see some of our banners pop up, or, or maybe some affiliate offers that we know that are targeted to you. If you listen to some podcasts that's on Flowchart, I mean, it's put it this way: yeah. <laughs> if you go to that landing page, or if you go to any page on EvergreenProfits.com, it is very, very, very likely that you will start seeing us everywhere on the internet. Let's just put it that way. Sounds creepy. <laughs> we won't see you. You'll just see us. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll see us. On, like we have a whole bunch of video content on Facebook. Uh, we're starting to do more video content on YouTube. We've got Google Display Network retargeting. So you'll you'll actually what you will honestly see is you'll see more content from us, more yep. educational content that's just kind of freely available. So on Facebook, you'll see videos of us saying, hey, here's a cool concept we wanted to teach you today, and we'll teach you some cool traffic trick or something like that. Mm -hmm. So just by landing on the page, you'll actually start getting retargeted with more content, because now you're middle of funnel instead of top of funnel. <laughs> yep. Okay, but middle of funnel, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, do we have any post-purchase kind of stuff happening as well? Uh, not so much. Um, you know, the, the post-purchase stuff. So we don't have a super deep funnel. We don't have like 15 products we're trying to sell you. We've got our traffic course and we've got our traffic book. That's all we're trying to sell you right mm -hmm. now. Um, but we do promote affiliate offers. So once you start going through our course, we're going to mention various tools that we suggest and you'll probably start seeing some of those tools. Um, but beyond that, we're not trying to sell a whole bunch of courses. We're, we're trying to create okay. a community. So. Okay. Our, if you buy our traffic course, there's a forum in there, and Joe and I are in there every day answering questions. So we're trying to – we spend more time trying to make sure our community is happy, happy and engaging with our community than we do trying to pull more people in. Totally, yeah. We play the long-term game, and we always have kind of – always had this outlook. And we're like, you know what? Give good content. Give the best stuff away for free. And monetize, you know, if they want to really dive deeper or maybe buy some tool that helps them save some time or do something better. That's really all we're trying to do. Mm. And then we, we're confident that, you know, we're expanding our network. We're getting on more stages. Our platform's building. We're going to buy more real estate. We're going to do these more venture. Like, Take over the world. I, yeah, man. man. I mean, that's a lot of folks think it has to be like this one mega funnel. This is the do or die. It's like, no, chill out. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> just take a breath and like just just keep iterating. We're constantly improving, but little things, not massive improvements, you know. And you're enjoying yourselves, too. You guys seem to be genuinely enjoying yourselves along the journey. It's awesome to see uh, that part. We, yeah, man. Thank you. Because mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think, uh, like you said, we're, we have these microphones that makes us look like we're like rock stars or something. It's weird, <laughs> like on stage yeah. <laughs> or comedians or something. But I, I, I don't know. It wasn't until like maybe two years ago where like we just got to there's no like we had this filter I feel like that we wanted to look like a certain thing or act a certain way and the podcast really stripped away all of that really quickly yeah and we just started having more fun it's literally this is how we are if like you know we're at a bar or something together yeah I think that's one of the that's one of the best compliments is when we meet people in person they're like you sound just like you do on the podcast like I feel like I already know you and well you know you get a lot of people that when when they're on a podcast they sort of put on a performance right and yeah. our our goal is whether you're listening to us on our podcast you're listening to us on somebody else's podcast you get what you get we we don't filter ourselves 
we it, it is who we are. So the personality you get on this podcast versus the personality you get on our show versus if you meet us in person versus if you sit down with us at a coffee shop, you're going to get the same thing across the board. We've stopped trying to please anybody, really. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> if we're being honest, that's really what it comes down to is we stopped trying to fit into any sort of ideal that somebody else has for what a online entrepreneur should look like or what a successful person should look like. We're just like, yeah. this is take us at face value. It is what it is. It's true. <laughs> it's gotten a lot easier. And we, <laughs> yeah. Alright guys, thank you so much for coming to the show. Guys, check out that link again. It's evergreenprofits.com forward slash Joss. I think you'll enjoy going through that and <laughs> buying some of their stuff. Until next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you.